Warning, the following podcast contains mature content. Listener discretion is advised. This week I am choosing to not do a true crime episode in light of all the darkness that has hit our doorstep recently. Instead, we will tear apart an old conspiracy from the World War II era as a means to distract ourselves from the pain and trauma that has unfolded as of late. We will distract ourselves, but we will not forget the victims, nor will we forget the pain, as it is a pain we can all agree should never have to be felt. With that said, I would like to take a moment of silence for all the victims of any and all gun violence. It is with a heavy heart that we acknowledge the events of this week and mourn for the lives of those who were so young. Hello, and welcome to the jury room, where we dissect some of the most heinous, some of the most unthinkable, and some of the most monstrous crimes to ever scar the earth. From cannibalistic serial killers, to decades old unsolved mysteries, these stories are sinister enough to keep you up at night. With our minds so full of sadness and heartache this week, Let us take a look into our past. Let us run away from all this pain and suffering and calm our minds and hearts with a tale from long ago. Today we explore the old conspiracy of the Philadelphia Experiment. Like any good conspiracy theory, this one will and should leave more questions than answers. And today's story is no exception to that rule. The Philadelphia Experiment refers to a supposed naval experiment that took place on October 28, 1943, involving a large naval vessel called the USS Eldridge, which was described as a cannon-class destroyer escort. The Eldridge was supposedly being used for some top-secret experiments that would help the U.S. military defeat the Axis of Powers as this was during the height of World War II, and all sides were looking for a military advantage over the opposing side. The Eldridge was thought to be an experiment in order to try and invent a top-secret agent that could render naval vessels invisible to being discovered via radar, which was the primary tool used to track naval warships at the time. It's a practice still used today. So far, the tale doesn't seem too far-fetched. Militaries across the world know the power of science and innovation, and looking for any way to gain an edge on the battlefield has been going on for thousands of years. What is strange, however, is the legend surrounding the actual technology that was possibly used on the USS Eldridge and her military personnel that day in October of 1943. So let's begin our tale of intrigue and venture into the unknowns that possibly surround our world. This is an episode of Jury Room Conspiracies, 
the Philadelphia Experiment. The 1940s were a time of tumultuousness, loss, pain, and hardships for most of the world. World War II had begun in 1939 with Germany's invasion of Poland, which would throw the entire world into chaos and suffering for over six years. Men would go off to war, and if they were lucky enough to return after their time in war, they were often scarred both physically and mentally from the battles they had all paid witness to. Every year, the war drove onward and onward, with no near end in sight. Families were ripped apart. The world mourned for those they lost and for the atrocities that as of yet did not know about. It was a dark time in history, much like how it feels today, it seems. 1940 would bring about rationing of food and goods in the UK. German forces overwhelmed Belgium, Holland, and France's land with their Blitzkrieg operation, which according to Britannica Online was where the use of mobility, shock, and locally concentrated firepower in a skillfully coordinated attack paralyzed an adversary's capacity to organize defenses rather than attempting to physically overcome them and then exploited the paralysis by penetrating to the adversary's rear areas and disrupting its whole system of communications and administration. The operation was a success in causing chaos and scrambling within nations of Belgium, Holland, and France. The countries where Germany first focused their efforts. 1940 would also see the rise of British Prime Minister Winston Churchill. It would also see the British victory during the Battle of Britain, which would go on to force Adolf Hitler to postpone his invasion of Britain. 1941 would bring further turmoil across the world when Hitler would begin the German forces' new plan, which was referred to as Operation Barbarossa, which encompassed the full plans of the German forces to invade and occupy Russia. Not only did Germany plan to invade nearby Russia, but they would also continue their ground and aerial assaults against Britain by the way of the Blitz, which could assault many British major cities. December 7, 1941 would also bring about the Japanese assault and aerial attacks on a U.S. military base in Pearl Harbor along Oahu Island, Hawaii. It would be the event that would force the United States to enter the war fully. No longer able to stay out of the line of fire, U.S. forces were amassed and sent overseas in response to the attack. 1941 would blend into 1942. And with that change in years, the war began to shift ever so slightly away from Germany's favor. German forces suffered several military setbacks at Stalingrad and El Alamein. Unfortunately, that year would also see some wins for the Axis powers. Singapore would fall to the Japanese in February of 1942 and around 25,000 people would be taken and held prisoner. 
Glimmers of hope would emerge in June of 1942, however, when the American forces held the naval victory at the Battle of Midway in June of 1942. The win was short-lived, however, as 1942 would be the year that Germany began to fully begin its plans for mass genocide with the mass murder of many Jewish people at the notorious Auschwitz concentration camp. 1943 would rise up with a surrender at Stalingrad, which would mark the first major defeat of Germany's military forces. The defeat would open up the way for the Allied forces to invade Italy. It would see the surrender of Italy, but Germany refused to leave the field, and they would resume the fight against the Allied forces invading Italy. 1943 would also be the year of the supposed disappearance of the USS Eldridge and its subsequent reappearance. But the story wouldn't appear until nearly a decade later, when in late 1955, a supposed witness to the events of October 28, 1943, would come forward with a tale that seemed to come right from an H.G. Wells novel. The alleged disappearance of the U.S. Eldridge was reported in 1955 by a Mr. Carl M. Allen, who also used the name Carlos Miguel Allende, who was a former ex-merchant mariner who supposedly witnessed the events that occurred in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania that day in October of 1943. Allen's version of events goes as such. On October 28, 1943, the U.S. Navy was stationed at the Philadelphia Naval Shipyard in Pennsylvania. According to Carl Allen, he believed the United States Navy was attempting to test new technology that would possibly render a naval ship vessel as invisible to the enemy radar technologies of the time. According to Allen, in the summer of 1943, the United States had been waging a war with the Axis power for nearly two years during World War II. The war was not just one of the land and air, but was also one that stained the oceans red along the seas as American destroyers attacked and were attacked by the German U-boat submarines. Allen reported that he spotted the USS Eldridge stationed at that Philadelphia Naval Shipyard that day in October. He would go on to state that the Eldridge looked to have been equipped with what could only be described as several large generators on board the ship. As Carl Allen would describe the situation, it seemed as if there was a top secret mission going on and that the USS Eldridge was part of it. He believed that the reason the US Eldridge had the generators on board was that it was some secret power that the United States military and government had designed in order to try and win the battle of the Atlantic Ocean and end the war on the seas, USS Eldridge. It was rumored that the ship's newly outfitted generators were created as a way to power a new kind of magnetic field that would render the USS Eldridge invisible to enemy radar screens. 
the goal was to have the USS Eldridge be able to sneak up on the enemy U-boats and destroy them before the enemy forces could catch wind of the now invisible ship in their line of fire. According to Allen, it wasn't just this new highly secret technology that was on board the USS Eldridge, but also the entire crew of the ship was also present that day. So, in broad daylight, in perfect view of other ships nearby the crew of the USS Eldridge, supposedly flipped the switches to turn on these new advanced technology generators that would begin to hum throughout the crisp fall air. Allen stated that he witnessed the events that unfolded on the USS Eldridge from his vantage point aboard another naval ship known as the SS Andrew Fieros. While on board his own ship, Allen watched as the USS Eldridge began to fade from existence before his very eyes. For a moment, the ship was there, right in front of him, and then the next, it was gone as if she had never existed in the first place. The rumors would also state that during the time that Allen witnessed the USS Eldridge vanish before him, she was spotted an entire state away at the Norfolk Naval Shipyard in Virginia briefly. Then she would also become invisible once more and then reappear in Philadelphia Naval Shipyard a few hours later, a feat near impossible to complete. It was as if the giant destroyer had never even left the shipyard in Pennsylvania upon her reappearance. It was said that there was a eerie greenish glow that surrounded the hull of the warship once the generators were turned off. A glow that would dissipate once the ship vanished from the physical view of those on the other ships along the shipyard. According to witnesses such as Carl Allen, those crew members who had been aboard the USS Eldridge reported experiencing intense nausea. The crew members were also said to have had possibly been driven insane from their experiences aboard the USS Eldridge when she disappeared from plain sight. The crew members were also supposedly displaying marks along their skin that looked to be burn marks. There were also rumors of crew members of the USS Eldridge who had become physically embedded within the metal walls of the ship. It was even said that several crew members did not return fully intact from the maiden experimental voyage. Returning to sight with their insides on the outside, those were the lucky few who materialized at all. It was thought that several members of the crew didn't even materialize at all, as if they were entirely wiped from existence. So, Carl M. Allen, who was known to also use the pseudonym Carlos Miguel, was the initial originator of the tale of the disappearing naval vessel in 1956, when he sent a series of letters to an author by the name of Morris K. Jessup. Jessup had written a book titled The Case for the UFO, where the author argued that UFO sightings did deserve more research around the phenomenon than was currently being given to them. Morris K. Jessup would pen about a fringe science theory that was referred to as unified field theory. The theory remains unproven to this day 
While the theory doesn't merit much thought nowadays, with our knowledge of science and physics, at the time of Jessup's writing, the theory was somewhat popular as a means to merge both Albert Einstein's general theory of relativity with the concepts of electromagnetic properties. Carl Allen was inspired by Morris K. Jessup's book, and he was fascinated by the concepts of unified field theory. It was this theory that prompted him to reach out and correspond with Jessup, as he felt Jessup would understand the events that Carl Allen supposedly witnessed back in 1943 with the disappearance of the USS Eldridge. Carl Allen didn't help himself in getting people to take him seriously, as the man would often claim that he was taught by Albert Einstein himself, and that he, Carl Allen, could prove that United Field Theory was true based on his eyewitness accounts of the events that happened in that Philly Naval Yard back in October 28, 1943. Carl Allen was the first person to coin the term Philadelphia Experiment after he claimed to have witnessed the events that transpired that day and because he assumed that the United States government and military were aligned to keep the knowledge of the experiment secret from the general public. Carl Allen was adamant that he had seen physical evidence of technology that would make objects invisible to the naked eye and to radar machines. Not long after Morris K. Jessup learned of the Philadelphia experiment from the words of Carl Allen, he would be contacted by the Navy's Office of Naval Research. The reason they were reaching out was because the Navy's Office of Naval Research received a package, the contents of which included Morris K. Jessup's book on UFOs. The book was sent to the Naval Research Group with annotations throughout the pages of the book that conveyed messages that extraterrestrial technology was what allowed the United States government to learn of and advance upon unified field theory. The unknown annotator had tried to make it seem as if three different beings had contributed to the annotations, intentionally giving off the impression that one of these so-called writers was possibly an extraterrestrial. Unfortunately for Morris K. Jessup, the allure of the story that Carl Allen had woven around him would be his undoing. The writer would find himself obsessed with the tale Carl Allen had bestowed upon him. In 1959, Morris K. Jessup would take his own life. The annotations, the one that were most likely written by Carl Allen, were leaked by two ONR officers. They printed and distributed 127 copies of the text to a military contractor by the name of Vero Manufacturing. That leak of the book would be the catalyst to the tale of the Philadelphia Experiment, gaining traction among conspiracy theorists. The question remains, however, what actually happened that day on October 28, 1943? A former naval officer aboard another Navy vessel, the USS Ingstrom, Mr. Edward Dudgeon would tell a much different version of what actually had been on board the USS Eldridge that day in 1943. 
according to Edward, who served in the U.S. Navy aboard the USS Ingstrom, which was dry docked in Philadelphia Naval Yard while the Eldridge was. Both ships did have classified devices on board. These devices did do something amazing at the time, but it did not make them disappear by any means. The devices actually scrambled the magnetic signatures of the ships they were on board utilizing a method referred to as degassing, which essentially is the demagnetizing process that would make the ships hard to be detected by enemies such as the German U-boats. In a more recent discussion around the Philadelphia experiment, how Stuff Works stated that it was possible that the green glow reported by witnesses that day actually could have a plausible explanation, which is that a type of electric storm actually could have a plausible explanation, which is that of a type of electric storm that is called St. Elmo's Fire. It is known to have a glow like that of a fire and could very well explain the green glow that was supposedly surrounding the USS Eldridge that day. Outside of Carl Allen's claims and the Vero annotations, there has never been any evidence that the Philadelphia experiment even ever occurred. It is considered a hoax by most scientists and historians mostly because the whole tale defiles the known laws of physics. The government of the United States, specifically the Navy, denies that any of the events claimed by Carl Allen ever occurred. There has never been no f there has never been any physical evidence giving any validity to the Philadelphia experiment ever being a reality. Instead, it seems like a fantastical work of very good fiction. While the tale is considered a fun hoax by most people who have heard it, there are those who believe the Philadelphia experiment actually did happen and that the United States government is perpetrating a cover-up. It strikes most people as rather suspect that the only witness to come forward regarding this large-scale tale was Carl Allen. Well, at least it was thought Carl Allen was the only witness. 1988 would change that and introduce a second witness to the disappearance of the USS Eldridge. In 1984, a film would be made surrounding the story of the Philadelphia Experiment. Four years later, a man named Al Balik would come forward with a shocking revelation. According to Al, he had actually been aboard the USS Eldridge the day the ship disappeared. Suspiciously, it wasn't until Al watched the film, The Philadelphia Experiment, that these memories would come flooding back to him, jogging his memory about the time he disappeared along with a giant warship. It isn't surprising that with only two witnesses to the events that happened in 1943, most people believed that the entire story of the Philadelphia Experiment was a hoax perpetrated by Carl Allen in 1955. 
The most believable of all scenarios is the one that both Edward and how things work determined. The idea that the ships were outfitted with generators that made them invisible to radar and that the green glow surrounding the ship was actually mistaken for St. Elmo's fire seems to be the most likely of scenarios to have actually occurred. Another explanation that was put forth regarding the Eldridge's ability to become invisible and then visible again could be attributed to inland canals near the naval base, which is off-limits to non-military personnel, was capable of taking a two-day journey and turning it into just six hours, which could explain the ship's vanishing and emergence. A review was done of the deck log and the war diary by the archives searching through the dates of August 27, 1943 through December of 1943. Following is a list of the USS Eldridge's activities during that time frame that were listed in the deck log and war diary. After commissioning, Eldridge remained in New York and in the Long Island Sound until the 16th of September when it sailed to Bermuda. From September 18th, the ship was in the vicinity of Bermuda undergoing training and sea trials until October 15th when Eldridge left in a convoy for New York where the convoy entered on October 18th. Eldridge remained in New York Harbor until November 1st, when it was part of the escort for convoy UGS-23. On November 2nd, the convoy entered Naval Operating Base Norfolk. On November 3rd, Eldridge and convoy UGS-23 left for Casablanca, where it arrived November 22nd. On November 29th, Eldridge left as one of the escorts for convoy GUS-22 and arrived with the convoy on December 17th at New York Harbor. Eldridge remained in New York on availability training and in Block Island Sound until December 31st when it steamed to Norfolk with four other ships. At no time during this time frame was the USS Eldridge ever in Philadelphia. According to Carl Allen, it was the civilian merchant ship, the SS Andrew, that also observed the Eldridge appear out of thin air into the Norfolk area. Except the Andrew was never in Norfolk at the same time that the Eldridge was. The two ships couldn't have ever laid eyes on one another during that time frame in October of 1943. It's of an interesting note that the master of the Andrew in 1943 denied that neither he nor his crew aboard the Andrew ever witnessed any unusual activity during that time frame. He also stated that the Eldridge wasn't even in Norfolk during that time, so it was impossible for the events of the Philadelphia experiment to even have occurred. It wouldn't be until 1980 that proof finally came forward that the entire story was in fact proven a hoax. Carl Allen had fabricated the entire tale of the Philadelphia experiment, as well as the annotations that were found inside the book on UFOs written by Morris K. Jessup. 
Morris K. Jessup would pass away never knowing that the object of his obsession was proven a hoax perpetrated by a fame seeker such as Carl Allen back in 1955. The USS Eldridge was shipped to Greece to be retired in 1951. The Eldridge would be dismantled once in Greece and her parts would be sold as scrap metal. While the Philadelphia experiment may be just a figment of a man's imagination, the true conspiracy here is that no matter what the United States government was testing, unknown and fairly advanced secret technology on their warships during 1943, at least that part of the story may actually be true, considering that our governments have all been known to lie to us civilian time and time again. Thanks for listening, and remember, you never know what's lurking in the shadows, lingering around the corner, walking past your house at night. So watch out, stay safe, and keep listening. This has been The Jury Room.